welcome to One for the Road, a podcast about running and the rest of your life. This time, it's mostly just one big catch-up. We catch up with each other about training, my disastrous love life, and our upcoming holidays. We also catch up with Stephanie, our resident ultra runner, and we have the return of period chat. Hi, Lissy. Hi, Harry. I haven't spoken to you in ages. No, it's been at least a week, which is just too long. Yeah, and we're not even in the same room as each other. No, we're, we're doing a cool little girlfriend style, long distance besties kind of chat. Yeah, because <laughs> east, east to southeast London is definitely too far a distance for even us to travel on a rainy Sunday. This is true. It's definitely as far as New York to LA. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm still in my pyjamas and it's nearly six o'clock in the evening. I, I went out and then got home and put my pyjamas back on again. Well, so I'm, I'm the same. <laughs> the thing is, I have actually been out to Waitrose. In your pyjamas? Yeah. Ooh. Well, the thing is, I don't really wear pyjamas. I'm not in, like, okay. penguin flannel That's know, what I'm like, pyjamas. I'm in, like, jogging bottoms and a T-shirt. But, you know, free boobin, no bra on. Oh, free boobin. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally fine. Oh, yeah, why have I still got my bra on? <laughs> <laughs> Take it off, quick. Totally have. <laughs> free, I'm free right now. Yeah, Great. that's proper Sunday vibes now. Yeah, I know. What was I doing? Oh, got distracted. Got got in and got onto things. Uh, so, what so, have you been up to then? Okay. Um. Uh, I can't really remember much past the beginning of this week, but um, yeah, it's been an interesting week. We shall say. Uh, we'll gloss over this because I don't know if anyone ever realised that I wasn't single, but I am now single. Um, mm-hmm. have been for seven days woohoo um, but positively out of this uh, booked a holiday to Ibiza for, for now a week's time so amazing oh my god so last minute as well like in a week yeah exactly I've just been basically spending my whole week hyping myself up into a frenzy oh it's gonna be so good and I... we're going to France this week as well so that's yeah. exciting back-to-back holidays for me Jets at holidays. I'm I'm definitely ready for my my kind of micro break to France. I'm quite jealous that you've got a few more days, but just being able to go and feel some actual sunshine and see such a lovely friend get married, it's very exciting. Yes, it's going to be good. I think today, with it being so rainy and gross, just made me think. Oh yes, we're going to somewhere that's like thirty degrees in a couple of days, so it kind of makes it a bit better. And I intend to eat all of the cheese in France. Yes. I have had the debate of whether to bring back, uh, pay for hold luggage just so I can bring back some red wine. <laughs> well, aren't we going to a vineyard? Isn't it? Oh um, my god, I hope so. I think I think the wedding is on is is at least on or near a vineyard, so it would be rude not to, wouldn't it? Or at least to drink somewhere we're there. <laughs> oh yeah, I'll definitely be doing that. It's thirty quid to add on baggage, so I'm going to decide when I'm out there. If that's not too bad. Well, I feel like wine in France might actually be cheap enough to make it worthwhile. Yeah, definitely. That's why we did the booze run for the wedding. <laughs> we just drove to France for a weekend and bought loads of wine because it actually worked out cheaper to drive to France to do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Recommended. Oh, nice. That so you d- have you done your packing? No, I've just been doing lots of washing today. Good prep, though. Yes. I've also um, put in a... I think it was a 20-item ASOS order. 
Oh, <laughs> it's coming to work tomorrow. So that's what I'm going to spend my lunch break doing is trying on all the clothes that come in it in the changing rooms at work, so I don't have to carry it all home. And if it's anything like normal ASOS scenario, you will then send the majority of it back. Exactly. That's why I've ordered so much, because then I thought, mm-hmm. like, cast my net quite wide, and then the chances are I might actually have a couple of decent things to keep. Yeah, yeah, particularly because you're on a bit of time pressure. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. But how about oh. you? What have I been doing? I know, it's so hard to think beyond, like, a week, isn't it? I can't think beyond what I, I did yesterday. I can't even remember the last time we put podcast out was. I think it was oh, um, maybe a month ago. Oh, it was when we did field day, wasn't it? Not field day. Oh, yeah, not... Citadel. Citadel. Yeah, not even love box either. (laughs) Oh, that's funny, because this morning, I think I was thinking about it yesterday, and I thought to myself, I just, I've been calling it field day. (laughs) It was something like that. Yeah, There was was music playing. I checked our feed, and we're averaging one podcast a month. Not necessarily at the same time every month, but like (laughs) once a calendar month. So this is August. Squeezing it in right at the end. Oh, good. Okay, what have I been doing for August? Um, actually, to be fair, we, we know what I've been doing. A fair bit of running. Yeah. <laughs> I've definitely kept up the, the running side of the podcast this, this month. Oh, good, because um, I haven't. On the, <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> on uh, the marathon front, been doing some training. I um, bought a new bike. That's normal life. That's oh, pretty that's big. exciting. Like, I was thinking, well, I've never bought my own bike for a start. And I actually haven't owned my own bike since I was probably... 13 and so I feel like it's quite a big step and I'm really excited about it when I went and picked it up on Monday and we cycled home that that was fine although the the guy hadn't I hadn't quite lowered the seat enough so my feet couldn't quite touch the floor and it stressed me out a bit (laughs) I like to be able to plant my feet safely but um, got that sorted and then on Tuesday morning I went to the park and practiced like indicating and going around in a circle because it has gears and I haven't had gears before. Well, not since when I was a child. So I've been practicing with the gears and the hills around where I live. So it's quite, I, I'm really excited. I think it's going to have to be a bit more of a post-marathon thing because like I wanted to go out today, but because I'd done my long run yesterday, my legs just really didn't, I knew it would sort of help them, but at the same time, I just didn't really have the energy or, the, or sort of like the headspace to faff. So I think until I get more confident, it's going to take a bit of time. Also, I I don't know if about yours. What's it called when you have like the your frame has like the bar straight across the top? My mum calls it like a boy frame. She's like, "Why have you got a yeah. boy frame bike?" Yeah, I have like, a boy frame bike. <laughs> and that's the hardest part about going cycling when your legs yeah. is yeah. I, I I can't even fathom how to lift my leg up that high right now. I think I referred to it something like getting my leg over, which Pete found hilarious. <laughs> and then I was like, "Oh, that's an inappropriate comment to make at a traffic light." But <laughs> It's very difficult when, you know, because I mean, the other bike I had, I was borrowing Pete's single speed and that was also, it's the same thing. It's got, it's a male frame, but you do sort of, when the seat was too high as well, it was all too much. (laughs) (laughs) Felt like I had to like lift my tired leg over it. Yeah. So exactly. Exactly. But yeah, that's cool. And I don't really know what else. That's probably it, to be honest. (laughs) So running wise, how's the marathon training going? Uh, Good, I think. I feel like I'm like... I'm getting better. I can talk about it now. I definitely say the last couple of weeks I felt like I could barely even say the mileage out loud until I had done it. Uh, yeah, whereas... I've noticed you're keeping, keeping it very DL on, on the social media. Right? <laughs> yeah, I've not really been talking about it too much. Which I, I find quite admirable because I would not be. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I don't know, I feel like I'm going to jinx it. Isn't that yeah. a straight, you know? And I'm, I, I still feel a bit shocked. 
Like every time I finish run, I'm like, oh, I did it. Yeah. And a bit incredulous to it, which is strange. I don't know. It's a strange feeling. It's a really nice feeling. Like it's cool to have the, you know, to get that weekly achievement that you, you just don't get when you've been running for a while. So it's been nice to be like every week done a few miles more. But um, yeah, yesterday I did 20 miles. So Yay. that's the furthest I've done so far. I've got 21 next week. Not sure when I'm going to fit that in around being in France, but we'll see. And mm. then, um, but that's, that's my furthest. And then the week after is 19. Got and then three it, good, good chunky long runs in there then. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I did, well, I've also done, so last week was 19 and the week before oh. was 17. Wow. So I feel like, I feel like I will have clocked quite a lot of like, yeah, you're doing you know, some good distance. It's, it's, I, I suppose in a way, I think it's because when I was, so I had a friend write the plan for me, who's, um, she does ultras and she does some coaching. And I think, cause I said to her, I really wanted to feel confident that I had them, like the kind of miles in my legs. Yeah. I needed, I needed that reaffirmation at like, that I could do it. And I think that's maybe why she's put in quite a few. And then um, they have like, most of them are easy, but then she includes these like pickup miles. So for the last few miles, you have to run quicker than you've run the rest of the uh the earlier miles and that's that's definitely makes it more challenging and kind of makes you think about what you'll do in the last couple of miles of the race and stuff Does that, have you managed to do that um <laughs> not every time i think it's been good mentally i'd say i if most of them are either a three mile pickup or a five like this yesterday was a five mile pickup and only really probably three of the five were quicker and the last one, you know, by the last one, I must have been, I, I was just like, I just wanted it to be over. <laughs> and yeah. I, couldn't, I couldn't get up. To, you know, I felt like I was going fast and I wasn't. <laughs> the thought of running faster after running 15 miles already kind of blows my mind. So I think even if you manage like one mile, that would like make such a difference at the end of a marathon. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it, I mean, it's, I was reading online about it as well. And it, it seems to be a kind of, a, a, you know, another option for marathon training and a, and a practice that's done before about, you know, almost like one week's an easy long run. And then the next week you incorporate this pickup mile idea. Um, and by doing that, you're training your body to have stamina at the end of a race. Um, so I'm really interested to see if it makes a difference. And I, I think I will try and like incorporate it in generally, because I think it's a good mentality to have, to not let yourself because I don't, I do have a tendency to start to wind down towards the end rather than gear up. Because mm. I just feel tired. I just, I kind of like give myself in to being tired and just thinking, well, I've only got a mile left, so I'll just, you know, I'll just chug to the end. Whereas this is a good way of thinking. No, like be stricter with yourself. Yeah. Keep pushing. So oh, that's interesting. Yeah, we'll see. But um, I don't know. I'm all right. My legs haven't fallen off yet. So <laughs> just no, that's good. And it's five weeks away right yeah five weeks so it's gonna come round. what about you so you've been doing cycling you've got doing some cycling um lots of cycling i see from your strava <laughs> it's lovely it's only because i actually record stuff on cycling and but it's only like two miles at a time um <laughs> as i keep saying every single time i am not gonna hit that bloody strava cycling challenge again this month oh well now i've got my bike I'll level off well, it's not going to happen in September either because I'm just not here enough. So I think October mm-hmm. is going to be my month where my one thing will be I want to cycle 250 kilometers okay. on my bike. Bloody Amazing. that thing is annoying me. <laughs> that is um, fun. Yeah. We but, should write to them. Yeah. Can you drop it a little bit, please? This is quite a tough challenge. I'm a social cyclist. Like, 
I ran a 10k on or like the first the first one you get on running is like 40k or something which I don't know maybe it's just because I'm a runner more than a cyclist that that's a bit easier but yeah you think of it in a different way oh I don't know but um I have run quite a lot in the last couple of weeks but I've Mm. mostly hated every single minute of it (laughs) oh no do you think Um, it's just like just not being used to being out doing it yeah, I think it's so hot at the moment. It is really hot, and I I say this every summer, but I really don't deal well with the heat, and I think no. it's really humid at the moment. I, and I, I've been saying this a lot too, that my legs are really like fine when I go running, and I think it's because I'm doing all the cycling. But cycling fitness and running fitness are two very different things. Yeah, I've the, I, people tell me this. I don't know if this is true. <laughs> so I, I, I'm like running along, and my legs are absolutely fine. I don't feel any pain or soreness or weakness or anything, but my I feel like my cardio fitness at the moment is shocking. I'm like walking up hills. I'm taking shitloads of breaks. Oh, sorry. Um, actually, I'm not that sorry. I can swear on my own podcast. It's fine. <laughs> um, I did park run yesterday. I didn't even manage to run 5k. I can't remember the last time I ran 5k without stopping. I feel like I'm back to the beginning. That's crazy. Isn't that? It's so weird. Yeah. And I like to think that two months ago I was like really within touching distance of a sub 50 yeah yeah or at least or at least a pb um i just don't really know what's happened so i'm in one way i'm kind of uh again i say this every year i'm like i want winter to come purely because i know that running will be easier for me when it's winter i'm just gonna say like i think you'll you know you'll come back to it and that's just the difference because you'll probably find that in the winter, you're less inclined to go cycling as well. Yes, definitely. I can't imagine her. I'm like going to follow. work on Yeah, I'm not looking forward to dealing with that because I don't really want to have to get the tube, but I might have to re- revert back to walking. Mm. Yeah, because um, running two miles, I suppose, feels a bit totally. Yeah. <laughs> um, I really wouldn't be bothered about this running thing if it wasn't for Copenhagen Half in three weeks. because Three weeks! Three mm. weeks. And she- now I'm... Well, I haven't done a long run this weekend, and now I'm on holiday for two weeks. So, the next time I run will probably be at the race. I don't I do. know though. You're on holiday with with old Stephanie next week. <laughs> yeah, well, no, I'll, I'll run on holiday, but it's going to be like literally five k in the heat. It's not going to be anything. Yeah. Could you do? I think it's about maybe it's the fact that with cycling you don't you need like um intervals. It's that speed element because you're not getting your heart rate up in the same way. Yeah, I need. Well, um, I think also running up to the 10K, I was doing a um, strength session once a week, which was yeah. like treadmills and kind of hit training. And that, like, in, even in two months, that made quite a big difference to my fitness. Mm. So maybe, maybe blitzing a bit of that in the next few weeks will help you feel more prepared. Well, I bought um, 10 One Red Bull classes with my birthday money. Amazing. Which was like two weeks ago. So... I just yeah. haven't got any time to fit them in between now and the race. So I'm in two minds at the moment as to whether I'm going to do it because the whole point of me signing up to this race was to kind of put to bed that I did this race two years ago and it was horrible. Mm, that's true. You've got and some demons. To do, yeah, yeah exactly. And I don't want to have another horrible race because that's kind of not the point of doing it. But we'll see how it goes. You've got thinking time. Yeah. So I can get myself in a mentally okay place. Yeah. Then. Also, yeah. if it's not that hot on the day of the race, then I'll probably be fine. Yeah, the heat, it does make a difference. A big difference. Handling in the heat and yesterday, I don't know. I think I'm going to start freezing my water. 
I, I just don't understand how people do it. Like, I was watching the um, Athletics yesterday. They're in Beijing, like, though, right? Yeah, they're in Beijing. It's like 20... It, even at, like, what time was it? Like, 9 o'clock at night, it was 25 degrees and 65% humidity or something That's because like it's the humidity there. That's... It's like walking through a cloud. And they were they were just kind of... All the athletes were, like, absolutely dripping in sweat before they'd even done anything. Wow. It's such a different... Like, what a different world. What a different career to have to, like, focus yourself on those kind of moments. Such high-intensity training. <laughs> And dedication. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll see how see how the next couple of weeks goes. But um, we're just I think the thing you know in that way, like remember you, you don't have to be. We're not athletes like that, are we? No, exactly. Like, and I think if you're not going to enjoy it, don't bother. <laughs> I'm gonna do Brighton half in February, but I'm gonna try really hard not to do anything else running related before then. Like, that would probably be the biggest break I've ever had from running races. I well, think it would be a really good idea. Yeah, I think so. I I mean, I've quite enjoyed this year not having... I haven't really done... I've had I've had two. The um, Hampton Court Palace and then uh, Berlin Marathon. And I haven't really done anything else. And I kind of chose to do it on purpose. To let myself just focus on them, but not to have the pressure. Hmm. And, um, I really like that. I think it's let me focus and let it like balance out with the other things I needed to do I didn't have to if I constantly had races I think I get a bit distracted by being like I need to get a PB in this race or I need to do it in a certain way and this way I've been it's been let me like in the downtime to generally just have downtime and not not be preoccupied by other mm. races yeah and um yeah more than one person recently has said to me do you actually even like running because you just moan about it all the time so I kind of <laughs> Need to get out of that place. Oh my god, yeah, but that's the um so <laughs> that reminds me that last weekend that's what I did last weekend. I have done fun things. Um we went to Devon for a micro break. It was like Friday night to Monday morning. Uh but we went kayaking and I, I just harboured this idea that I love kayaking and it was quite cold and it wasn't raining, but it was definitely heading that direction. And um the guy said, oh, you're going to get a bit wet. I went totally unprepared and was wearing like a pair of leggings. And as soon as we started paddling, I got soaked. And I, I pretty much moaned for the whole hour. But at the end, <laughs> shouted something like, this is... Because I did really enjoy it. But at the same time, I needed to vent quite a lot at the same time and moan about how cold and wet I was. I think, I think it's okay. <laughs> what did you to... say then? I said I needed to vent that about no, how cold and wet. No, what did you wet. shout at the end? Um, this is me enjoying it because <laughs> right. it went um, so I thought it might have been like an expletive and it like cut out then the sound just went and I was like <laughs> what did you say was it rude yeah no sorry <laughs> but I think sometimes it's like taking things with a pinch of salt isn't it but, and putting in perspective like on the way there I shouted and moaned the whole way and then but then came out of it being like oh I did really enjoy that so on the when we paddled back I put those things into perspective and acknowledged that I was cold and wet, but that I was doing something that I actually quite liked. So maybe it's yeah, a bit of that. Yeah, because even after I ran Park Run yesterday, I was still like, well, I'm glad I did it, even though I hated it. And it was, yeah. I think, potentially my slowest ever Park Run. Um, I don't think they notify you of that, it's all right. <laughs> no, but I can check it and that's what annoys me. Um, yeah, well mm. done, you did the worst you've ever done. In- <laughs> Three years. Um, uh, what was they saying? Yeah, but, I still, you got I still was it. like, oh, it, I enjoyed myself more than if I just sat at home not doing anything. 
yeah, yeah. converted it. So I think yeah. take that from it. That's the main thing. I'll take just... take take the good nugget and hold on to it. It's a good thing that this isn't a solely solely running podcast. Otherwise, <laughs> I would have nothing to say soon. <laughs> oh no! I think we've got plenty of other fitness-related yeah. fun to be had, yeah. and I, I I actually nearly booked myself onto a one rebel Ibiza ride after your Ibiza booking. <laughs> I was like, "What can I do? How close oh. can I get?" <laughs> yeah, I'd be, I'll be joining you for some for some hey, some non-running non-running fun activities, hit hit girl times. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, actually, that kind of goes quite nicely into a the next thing oh, it does, about it? not running I think yeah yeah no it does definitely yeah, I, <laughs> um, I can't remember when we had her on but we had Steph on oh, more before, than once actually before country to capital when I was in Peru oh yeah so she was on talking about ultras and why she likes ultras and blah, 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 what she was training for and then the race came around in July and I spoke to her about it a couple of weeks ago so yeah this is a little bit old now but I think still relevant I still don't think she's quite back up to where she was before um so I had a little chat with her and she explained to me what happened at country's capital and since hello so I'm here with Steph and we are going to talk about um race to the stones so Steph do you want to tell us what happened race to the stones or the race that wasn't <laughs> um so race to the stones that we talked about last time i was on the podcast is my first dnf da, da, da. um i'm just going to explain that acronyms yeah did not finish um which is an acronym i literally had no clue about before i started running and actually even when i started running it's not really a thing generally it doesn't come up unless you're like an elite a- elite athlete and if you don't yeah. finish a race it comes up instead and of a time I also saw um, I went to the athletics last weekend ah. and it had DNS on a lot start. of people but that just didn't turn up yeah which yeah you wouldn't get unless they were that bothered about the fact you didn't turn up <laughs> yeah exactly um, and I haven't actually looked at the results so I don't know if there is those three letters on there but um, I am happy to say that I did I did kind of come first at Race of the Stones because I was the first person to pull out <laughs> um, I there's a number of reasons Mostly stupidity, pride, and ultimately um, pride comes before a fall. And that's kind of what happened. Um, I'm being a bit cryptic here, but there's quite kind of a long story, which I just thought I'd summarise in brief if you just want to skip the next bit. Um, I was overtrained for Race to the Stones. Yeah. Um, And in the last few weeks, I had quite sore knees, which I've never had before. They weren't painful. They were just achy. Mm. and I, about two weeks before the race, was basically just decided to do no running because they were that achy that I wanted to preserve them for race day. And then a few things happened. We had the winter relays, which Lissy talked to you about um, last week, yeah. week before, week podcast before, let's not say weeks. <laughs> and um, I plodded around on... Uh, mixed terrain in my racing flats which was probably a bad decision um, not particularly fast just took it easy but again I had aching knees afterwards and that was the Saturday before Race to the Stones yeah. and then the Monday before Race to the Stones I have I have run the running club at my office and um, my plan was to just be sort of tail runner and plod around with the guys that need a bit of support um, who are learning to kind of walk jog 
walk run. And um, as I, I normally get everybody to email me if they're attending, and I had like a good range of pieces coming, so I wasn't worried. I got there, and one of the directors of my company came down, which was amazing. Great mm-hmm. opportunity for me to raise the profile of the running club, and a great opportunity for me to kind of chat to him. But he's also like a sub three hour marathoner, mm. and I was still like thinking oh it's fine I'll chat to him and then I'll let him go so I warmed everybody up and then I turned to him and I said oh you know the route don't you we're just going around the lake and he was like no I've never run around here he's from Northampton it's quite far away (laughs) and I kind of looked around and the other fast guy that I expected to turn up was stuck on a conference call and instead of saying I'm really sorry I'll just have to run to the lake with sort of the medium speed guys and then follow the signs I was like oh it's fine I'll run with you and I pushed it and I ran with him and our last kilometre was a 4.22 kilometre, which I don't know what that is in miles, but it's fast. Yeah, that's quite fast. <laughs> and I kind of felt achy again, achy knees, not painful, just achy. Got back to the office, stretched everyone out, watched everybody go, you know, go home. Mm. And then I went in the building, got my stuff out of my locker and thought, mm, my knees are actually quite sore. I'm literally going to not move for the rest of the week. Went to go up the stairs to the car park and the pain in my knees was just agonizing and I kind of tried not to get stressed out and walked to the car and then the next like panicked text messages to my sports massage therapist and the next morning I booked an appointment to the physio at work on the Friday kind of text some of my friends I think I put a thing out on Twitter like really sore knees any suggestions mm, and yeah, basically just took all the advice I could um but they didn't really get any better downstairs was even worse than upstairs um, my sports massage lady just told me to you know keep rolling so I foam rolled every day I saw the physio on Friday and I think she knew that I was gonna try and run the next day and yeah. so her her kind of her aim was to just make me comfortable and she strapped me up didn't feel very confident drove off to the start of the race on Saturday morning and I mentally I just wasn't in the right place yeah. I hated the start line there were way too many people I actually wouldn't run the race again. Um, not that I ran it anyway, but I wouldn't pay yeah, the back. 100 quid to go to an overcrowded race um, where things weren't as promised. But anyway, that's probably a story for another time. Yeah, we'll do that another time. Um, <laughs> but I was clearly not being myself because Travis was calling me neg- Negatron. Like, everything I said, he was like, stop being such a Negatron. And I feel so <laughs> sorry for Travis because he basically had to put up with me bitching and moaning for a whole hour. Um, but the gun went and, you know, I started couldn't really start running it was too overcrowded that I didn't get I mean Travis and I didn't fall into a run probably into kilometer six it was that crowded I'm really surprised at that it was horrible it was horrible honestly I felt so stressed from the crowds Mm. and um we saw loads of people though which was great saw Rhiannon who went on to be in the top three saw um Claire Pepper who went in to be in the top three saw Speedy Bex who fell over and broke her arm uh, saw lots of people, bless her, bro- fell over, broke her arm, and finished. And, yeah. She's hardcore. Or crazy. One or the other. Bless you. <laughs> <bit> um, <laughs> and um, Claire Pepper had seen me put out um, my little tweet about my knees and said, oh, Steph, how are your knees? And Travis went, don't ask her. <laughs> don't let her think about it. <laughs> don't talk to her. And the second time she asked me, that was it. I, my brain clearly focused on the knees and obviously not, not her fault at all. Mm. They were going to go. Um, and then we hit a hill, and that was the end of me. And bless, Travis tried to stay with me, and I said, look, it's going to take me half an hour to walk down that hill to so the next checkpoint. That's a huge amount added onto a race. Please don't wait for me. And I cried and hobbled and 
like slowly made my way down the hill um, till some guys from Rundum Crew, bless them, a younger, and another guy who, I'm really sorry, I've totally forgotten your name, um, came up beside me and walked me into the checkpoint. Um, mm. Little did I know at this point that also the new mascara that I got that we actually, Lissy and I got free at an event, um, was not waterproof. Oh, and I literally, I my, whole, well. my whole, whole face was like covered in black <laughs> streams down my face. Um, so no wonder they were worried about me. <laughs> like, what the um, hell's happened? But I had, when I pulled out, I pulled over, called David, who was supposed to be supporting us, told him, who's my boyfriend, told him I was pulling out, but not to worry, called my mum burst into tears down the phone to my mum. Mum was like, it's fine, we'll come and get you, where are you? Now, Race of the Stones refused to announce the positions of the checkpoints because they don't want crowding at them, which means I couldn't tell my mum where I was. I literally had no idea. I was like, somewhere before checkpoint one, but I can't tell you where that is. In a field. In a field. Um, And I had to hobble to the checkpoint, get the postcode off them, then call my mum back, and then wait half an hour at the checkpoint for them to pick me up. Um, and watch everybody else come through, which was also quite fun. I saw a tire girl um, who we talked about, I think, before. Um, she runs marathon and ultras, towing a tire behind her. Oh, yeah. Her name's Rima. She's amazing. You can see her on Twitter, at Tire Girl. She, she was, was at, at Richmond, Windsor, wasn't she? She was at Richmond, sorry, Richmond Full Marathon, and she was at Windsor Relays, but without the tire. Oh, right. She was free running for the day, <laughs> but she's such a lovely lady. And um, But once my mum and dad picked me up, I actually just sucked it up and I went out and supported um, until the 50k mark and cheered my little heart out for the day, put all my effort <laughs> into cheering, which was um, really fun. And then I feel really guilty, but Travis and I had trained together and planned everything to do everything together and he didn't make it past the 50k point. We're normally pretty good at bouncing off each other. Like mm. he says to me, Steph, have you had a drink? And I say, Travis, have you had something to eat? And um, so we pulled out the 50k mark and hit the pub, basically. Nice. Is what happened. And now I'm recovering from injury. So I made the tactical decision to pull out when I did. I could have probably hobbled and walked my way to the 50k checkpoint. It wouldn't have been pretty, definitely wouldn't have been comfortable. And I think I would be 12 to 20 weeks off running. Yeah. Whereas at this point, I'm hoping maybe 8 to 10 weeks off. So, yeah. Simple, you know, look on the bright side. And have you got a diagnosis yet? So my patella is not in its femoral groove and please don't ask me what that means because I don't know, no, I do kind of know um, Simon Lamb, um, also on Twitter kind of showed me and it's if you look at your knuckles and the, the grooves between your knuckles, mm. you're, in your knee you have a, a bit like that and your patella kind of fits in those grooves and mine's kind of off a bit which means that all the other bits behind my knee are getting a bit squished right. and yeah, imagine that and um, basically that sent my front quad muscle going mental my hamstrings going mental my hip flex has gone a bit mental and actually I th- we think a lot of it may be to do with the overtraining um, and driving and what was said to me was that I was basically training like an athlete but also doing a like 10 hour work day mm. and driving an hour to work every day mm. not getting the sleep that an athlete gets and you know lots of my friends were perhaps doing a tr- the same training plan but they were maybe getting in one of their long runs during the week whereas I was bulking mine on Saturday and Sunday my yeah. body wasn't getting enough chance to recover and I, I can actually look back now and remember that like the weeks before the race I literally couldn't get more than 7 hours sleep which was mm. my body telling me we are not happy do something and I didn't listen as in you couldn't get sleep I would go to bed asleep. and I would lie there getting angrier that I was exhausted but I couldn't sleep mm. and then I would be up at six to go to work angry and drinking <laughs> a lot of coffee and um, yeah it's interesting now because I kind of see it's kind of like a what's the word you know 
it's a, it's, yeah, so, it's a downward spiral. Yeah. But and I kind of see other people, and I worry. I see other people who could be doing the same thing, like overtraining, and I feel like maybe it's not my place to say, but I know it's all fun, and it's easy to say in hindsight, mm. but maybe that one workout a week, just leave it. I know that sounds silly, but, yeah. We, we all only can do what we can do, and none of us are athletes. And, um, for example, Kiplagat um, takes off, like, three weeks after every race. Yeah. Like, literally does nothing. We, how many of us can say we do that? Apart from me. Well, I've not done anything <laughs> for five weeks now. But, um, yeah, I think it's a learn from my lesson. Don't be me. So I haven't heard that interview um, with Steph before. It's funny how she says about the the we're not athletes thing as well. Um, I think people can, we can just get so hung up on the pressures of we put on ourselves, really. And it's it's really nice almost to hear even from someone who who does ultras and does really incredibly inspiring running that you don't have to put that sort of pressure on yourself and you shouldn't. You should recognise that you're a normal person who has a job and it's just part of something yeah, we do for that thing about like training like an athlete when you're not an athlete thing not, not that I've ever got to that level but I know a fair few people that have and also just like you kind of feel like you have to do I don't know like tra- fit all your training sessions in and eat the right thing and all, all, all this other mm-hmm. crap but like mm-hmm. you're not getting paid to do it like, and there's the people is- that do that all the time are getting paid to do that like that's all they've got to concentrate on is just training and eating the right thing and getting the right amount of sleep that's all yeah. do. and the pressures of I think I, I you know we've I, we must have talked about this before but the pressure of what you see other people doing and frequently feeling underwhelmed by whatever you're getting yeah. up to uh and maybe, maybe that's why we talked earlier about like my marathon training and how I feel like I don't I haven't really talked about it and uh, my publicly I suppose that's because I feel I I don't want I don't want that kind of like pressure on myself and that's it's the same thing isn't it it's not feeling that you're comparing yourself against anyone else yeah then then you don't have all the questions all the time of people like seeing that you're training for something so then being like oh how's it going how's your run this week well you can just be like just getting on with it it's definitely about doing your own thing and and like Steph says recognizing when that you, you don't have to do everything you're not superhuman yes definitely and also like you've got absolutely nothing to prove to anyone no I know and it's only going to be like yourself at the end of the day that gets there like you know and it's however you feel fulfilled but I I just can't deal with it (laughs) there's enough pressure in all the other aspects of life to to let this be one of the other things I think that's a very wise word from Steph wise words wise words oh I know she gets better because I think you could tell from you could tell in her voice in some of that that she was kind of yeah missing things yeah like it wasn't wasn't the happiest time but in some ways I think that's why I don't get to the point where I'm overtraining because then when I I, I don't know I was saying this to yesterday that I, I someone yesterday that I think I have the opposite of an addictive personality because I never get to the point where I'm like need to do something or like even when I went through a little phase where I was a bit of a smoker like one oh. day I just stopped I, I never felt like I was addicted to it at all yeah, that's I think there's something about my personality that means that I, I just wouldn't get to that place. But equally, mm-hmm. then that's why I kind of wouldn't want to get to that place where I'm training all the time. Because if something does happen when you can't, when you don't, you don't you're not able to do it, then you're like absolutely you're left absolutely bereft because you don't know what to do with yourself. Yes, yeah, kind of like you're able to 
for the fear of, of the, the loss, you're able to stop yourself before it gets that far. Probably Could... like equally as destructive as be having an addictive personality, but it's the other end of the spectrum. We've become very psychological. <laughs> yes, we have. Meaningful. Meaningful. Okay, mm. let's what should we talk about now? Let's have period chat. Yay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the return of period chat. So I've been like quite keen to bring this back for a few months. <laughs> and you've been like, let's not talk about periods, please. Um Oh I enjoyed you will enjoy my side point that one of my friends, one of my male friends who I went out for a run with the other day, uh I think we were talking about call your girlfriend. Um oh and what we what we the stuff that's been in the news about running with your period. He he was he asked a kind of genuine like does it affect you, though, kind of question? Well, I think that's a good place to start. Mm. Mm. Does it affect you? Does it affect you? I can't remember, which obviously shows that it's not that big a deal, but I'm pretty sure I had my period on London Marathon Day. Oh. So I'm going to go with no. Like, <laughs> it, well, I... Go on. It, it's not very pleasant on the first or second day. It's, like, quite painful. But as I was always told at school, doing some exercise probably helps that because you're not just, like, lying around wallowing in your own pain. I understand that some people are in so much pain that they can't physically get up and do something. But for me, it's, like, a level of pain where doing something will actually help. Yeah, I don't think I've... I ever consciously decide not to go for a run because of it. But I, I would say maybe it makes me more... that I'm a little bit more lethargic. It might, I might have to talk myself into a run a bit more. I'm worse, like, the week before. That's when I have my, like... I'm not not a normal person, moods, no energy, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. That would affect it more than the actual days. But yeah, we also wanted to talk about the the free bleeding marathon runner who I, I'm not, I'm still not entirely sure why this story's only come out relatively recently. When yeah, somebody, in someone in the US, someone in the US picked it up. I think they're yeah. like she'd written it on her blog or her you know her website or something, but after the marathon. But I don't know. I suppose because there's a lot of talk around those different, um, what are they called? Like the sponges and things. Yeah, someone's I think it seems on a topical. Google search recently and found it and now it's been blown out of all proportion. So a couple of things that I don't quite get, other than why it's only being picked up now. Uh, firstly, she was like, oh, I've never trained, never gone for a run on my period. I'm not sure how that works, given it's like... Did she actually say that on her? Yeah, she was like, I, I didn't know what to do because I'd never gone for a run of my period before. You know, it's like almost a quarter of your life. I'm not sure how that happens. Oh, um, see. Yeah, see, I've only, I'm going to find it. I'd only read the one where they referred to her making a statement. Yeah. So she, she'd kind of planned it. No, I, well, I went back and read her original post, but although it was a couple of weeks ago, so if I am getting misquoting it, then I do apologise. But I'm pretty sure that's what she said. And then she was like, well, I didn't want to... I did, I, then I thought about it and I didn't want to wear a sanitary towel because that would be uncomfortable, which I totally get. But And I also didn't want to wear a tampon because it would be uncomfortable. Mm. And I've said this before, if you're putting a tampon in and it's uncomfortable, you're doing it wrong. Um, yeah, yeah. She's not, it's, I don't know. I feel a bit like, hang on, I, I just feel a bit confused for her to be that ignorant about that side of things when you live with periods throughout life. at some point she must have had to do a PE lesson at least yeah maybe she was one of those people that just never I don't know it just feels a bit weird um and the other thing was it was like a spur of the moment decision so the whole oh I was trying to raise awareness thing just feels a bit disingenuous to me because she only chose to do it the night before and it's all a bit weird having said that maybe it does raise awareness of a good thing I'm all right I, I'm not someone that's disgusted by the photos or anything. 
and I'm someone yeah. that also feels that you should be able to talk about stuff like this more openly and freely and it shouldn't be embarrassing given that it does happen to almost half the world's population. Yeah, I kind of, I do, I, I would really like, I kind of hope that she did do it to make a point because it is a point that's worth making and that, and I'd much rather believe that she did make that decision earlier than that, but I exactly, there's too many conflicting opinions out there about yeah, like the, whether that's the case or not. The actual point that she's making, that it is a massive deal for people in the developing world and they don't have the tools to cope with it, is a really valid one. Like We're very lucky that we... Well, even here, I listened to a podcast around, um, they were talking about people who live, like women who live homeless, who can't afford to buy tampons and sanitary towels. And I don't think I've ever appreciated the fact that there's, they're, you know, they're, they're a luxury item. You can't get them for free. Um, yeah, that's actually a very good point. It, it happens. So, you know, it's, it's the problem that every woman deals with. And there's no option for someone if you live homeless or you can't, aff- you literally just can't afford to buy tampons or sanitary towels. Yeah. And they're not even, yeah, it's ridiculous that they are a luxury item. They are actually quite expensive. It's good to, that it's being talked about. And in general, I think, like, it seems to be, well, in the US more than here. But yeah. I, I, I hope this will raise more topics. I don't think we need to extend the conversation to weird sponges and other types of particularly if that involves testing the sponge yeah oh no uh, no <laughs> oh that's what oh, we can do man. in september um what test sponges yeah i i don't think i'm down with that right hey well maybe i'll let you know how, how it goes where i am for a berlin <laughs> <laughs> yeah maybe i can make my own political statement at the moment my chafing is making a good statement yes is it a painful one so painful i need to, I, it sounds I bad but where is it between my thighs okay yeah i i've experienced that for the first time recently as well because it's quite hot and is it the heat because i've never had it before well personally for me i think it's the heat and also my new cycling thighs they were kind of a little bit further away from each other before and now they're a mm. bit closer together that's what i was thinking it's like i've i've souped my thighs somehow <laughs> Yeah. I think I've just said, probably mine's more to do with how my my marathon appetite has gone up. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, any tips on how to to make this better? All all welcomed. I've bought some no- new shorts that have got that like lycra bit underneath, like long Ooh, like shorts. How are you getting then, those? Well, I haven't tried them yet. I only bought them yesterday. Oh, okay. <laughs> Basically, I, two, I um on. I struggle with those on really long distances. Yeah. Just what happens? The overheating, and then you just get a bit clammy, and you're like, "Oh, what's worse? Like really sweaty around there, or chafing?" Yeah, I was sort of thinking that because they're well, they're like light, they're like lycra short, and then they have a floatier short on top, mm. and I feel like that's quite a lot of material. Mm. They don't have built-in pants as well, though. Oh, so no. that would be too uh, definitely too yeah. many layers around the. Exactly. So at least they're not double layered in that way, but. I'll, I'll let you know. I'll feedback. But generally, I don't know. I tried to put some Vaseline. That didn't really work. In fact, mm. I think that made it worse. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, that was a bit of a harrowing experience last weekend. <laughs> this weekend, I went, I went in different shorts. And it was fine right up until the last kind of two miles. And then, and then it got really bad. And now it's really sore. I've got some, I'm just going to get the E45 on it. <laughs> oh, no. But on the plus side, no blisters yet. So, Oh, this is good. So the new trainers like, are working quite well then. Yeah, the new trainers are still good. Good. I, I did get pins and needles for a while, but I seem to have sorted that out. <laughs> oh, okay. Which was weird. Just just in one foot. And just on 
I haven't had that either before. Well, I do also need to buy some new trainers, and now you're also running in Adidas. So, you know, if anyone from Adidas is listening, we both now wear <laughs> Adidas and like them a lot. So we'll yes. talk favourably about them constantly. Uh, I, I anyway, must say, I very really doubt, I doubt very much that that's going to come to anything, but I thought I'd give it a go. <laughs> in this day and age this is what people do isn't it it's the modern the modern internet world <laughs> i will just say that i'm about to buy the exact same pair of trainers for the third time in a row so that's how good they are oh wow yeah they seem to have done you well um i did notice that adidas sponsor are sponsoring berlin marathon so maybe i'll just go oh say hi. look come on come on guys we're going to be tweeting about berlin marathon between us as well this is true oh to all 200 followers like hello to you all <laughs> I've got an ample following. <laughs> <laughs> That's 200 more people than they would have reached otherwise. This is true. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. <laughs> As a fellow marketeer, I feel the pain. Well, should we do the, the internet roundup? Where can you find us on the internet? Yes, let's do okay. that. So we are on Twitter and Instagram, although I think we've probably only got like three photos on Instagram. So maybe don't it's, bother so much with that. Twitter. At, it's hard on Instagram. It is hard, <laughs> especially when you have to log in and out. Yeah. Oh, the perils of multiple accounts. We are at OFTL Podcast on both Twitter and Instagram. On Twitter, Harry is at Harry Caps still. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. I am at Lissy Runs, our website where you can stream this and we'll also put all the show notes up from everything that we've spoken about, <coughs> including the Adidas trainers, is oftrpodcast.wordpress.com. Um, you can find us on iTunes if you just search for One for the Road. Um, what else? Oh, you can email us at oftrpodcast at gmail.com. I think that's it. Yeah. Well, let's say let's say bye. See you soon. See you soon. <laughs>